if you are on a diversity committee uh, in your work, or if you are a leader who instituted a committee, this podcast really is for you. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and comforts in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. with a lot of different kinds of people, a lot of different kinds of teams um, in culture work, in diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And uh, particularly a couple of years ago when uh, we were having the that summer uh, in 2020 where we were having so many racially fueled events, um, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, so many others, uh, but you know that happened prior to that, but particularly the summer of 2020, when uh, companies and organizations really started to ask the question, um, are we doing enough um, to respond to what's happening in our country? Are we doing enough to respond to what our employees are bringing to work? Uh, what our, our staff are experiencing, it's actually affecting their job. Are we doing enough? Um, uh, there were many strategies that were employed. And what happened, uh, kind of like usually happens, uh, I believe, with, with organizations is, so one organization uh, decides to do something one way, uh, and then organizations that either follow them or their competition or um, that are connected decide to do the same thing. Now, there's a part of that that for me as a coach, I'm like, well, that's great. At least people did something rather than nothing, right? Um, and there are many of you, if you're honest, um, you've been talking about what to do uh, for, for the last year and a half or so and afraid to pull the trigger uh, because you're trying to control the outcome. Uh, but what many organizations and companies decided to do was to uh, create uh, a diversity committee um, or a diversity council of sorts. Um, if you want to go back, um, I, I don't remember what number the podcast is, but I did a podcast on why I don't particularly care for the strategy of building uh, diversity committees. And most mostly that that's because they don't have a whole lot of authority, right? Um, they can give uh, ideas, they can give you know perspective and input, but really when it comes down to it, they don't have any any authority to make decisions in an organization. Um, but this was the first strategy for a lot of different businesses and companies and organizations is that they said, you know, let's bring a group of people together to, you know, look at our policies or help help the leaders or whatever it is. So that's really not what I want to talk about today. What I do want to talk about today is if you are on a diversity committee uh, in your work, uh, 
or if you are a leader who instituted a committee, um, this podcast really is for you. Um, And what I want to communicate to you today is some tips for you on how to communicate to your senior leaders. All right, because here's the thing. If you're on a diversity committee, you usually do not have authority unless it's been given to you. However, what you do have is influence. And so wisdom is to be smart about how you use that influence that you have. And that's how I want to equip you uh, today in this podcast is I want to give you some ideas and some tips uh, if you are on a diversity committee or serve in that capacity at all about how to communicate to your senior leaders. Okay. So here are just a couple of things to think about if you're on a committee. That is, you always need to know what is the purpose of the committee and where are the boundary lines uh, and the expectations of your senior leaders. So the first thing is, you know, again, what happened is there were things that were happening in the country and these diversity committees were formed so fast that what happened was uh, the senior leader said, hey, everybody, uh, just get together, right? Get together, form this group. But then there was never a, uh, a direct purpose. So what, what that led to was a lot of diversity committees ma- having to make it up themselves. Um, and oftentimes what can happen is if, is, is if a diversity committee makes it up themselves, you have to know that most people on that diversity committee are ahead of their senior leaders when it comes to understanding about cultural things and cultural work. And so uh, the, the committee is probably going to come up with a new purpose uh, or a purpose that goes beyond what the senior leaders have even thought of to begin with. And so what that what can happen is um, a diversity committee that makes up its own uh, purpose and they act upon it without communicating to the leaders that they made up their own um, purpose for it. And then what happens is, is that sometimes the leaders can feel threatened. Um, they can feel threatened with this new purpose that the diversity committee is operating in because they're operating in it and never communicated it to the leader or never asked the leaders what is the purpose. So if you serve on a diversity committee and I came as your coach and I asked you what's your purpose and you can't tell me in the first five seconds, there's a very good chance that you have no idea and no clue um, what your senior leaders actually want for you. I mean, from you, uh, what the role is and where your authority lies. Also, make sure that you ask and you find out, be very clear, and you may need to be very clear about this every month or every six months, whatever it is. It's very important for you to keep asking, uh, where do the boundary lines lie for you and the diversity committee? Uh, again, usually what happens is people in committees start to operate in a purpose. They start to operate and then they cross a line, an invisible line that was set by the senior leader. And then uh, now everybody's mad 
your senior leader is mad uh, because you crossed the line and the committee is mad uh, because they're trying to make change and try to help the organization and the perception is or can be uh, that, that, uh, the, that the leaders don't want to hear from them. And so again, you need to communicate and figure out um, where the boundary lines are. Okay, so that's the first thing. Second thing is this. When you're communicating to your senior leaders and uh, either something happens or there's, uh, you know, maybe some policies or some ways of being in the organization that you think need to change, make sure that as the committee, you are telling your senior leaders why things need to change. That's very, very important. Tell people why things need to change. I see this all the time with diversity committees. They've talked about an issue amongst themselves, and then they go in uh, with their chest puffed up into the senior leader's office and say, this needs to change. But they can't communicate to that leader why it needs to change. So make sure you say why things need to change. All right? Here is the next thing, uh, next tip for you when you're communicating with senior leaders. When you make a recommendation for a change or you make a recommendation for something to be instituted uh, in the organization or um, a new uh, cultural nuance or whatever it is, whatever the, the, the diversity committee wants to bring to the senior leader, Make sure that you follow up on the recommendations that you've made, all right? I see this all the time when this happens between uh, committees and senior leaders, that the committees will uh, make recommendations that they will tell the senior leader or tell their senior team one time what the recommendation is, and then the, the committee sits around and waits for it to change. And if it doesn't change at all, now again, you have a frustrated diversity committee because they're like, well, we made, you know, we made the recommendation three months ago. Uh, you know, why is there no change? Well, I want to encourage you as part of a diversity committee that you go and follow up on the recommendations that you made. Go ask, go ask uh, your senior leader, um, you know, if you can assist at all, if you can help at all, go follow up. And don't, don't follow up with them with a chip on your shoulder. Follow up with them just for information purposes only, all right? But make sure that you follow up on the recommendations that you've made. Here's the next tip I wanna give to you, is that um, if you lead a diversity committee and you go speak to the senior leaders in your organization, represent yourself uh, as, quote, a representative of the committee. You know, sometimes, you know, if your name is Judy and you are the leader of a diversity committee and you are bringing recommendations from the committee, a lot of times what happens, I've seen leaders do this, is they'll go as Judy, right? And then it becomes, well, Judy wants this change, or Judy thinks this, or Judy's just complaining about the things that are happening. Every single time that you go as a leader to your senior leaders to communicate about a change or something that you see or doing something that the organization has asked you to do, 
Make sure that you go as a representative of the committee, because what it does is it starts to actually raise the status and the influence of the team, because now your senior leader or senior leaders start to see these things as bigger than just one individual. Right. When when Judy, who's the leader of a team now comes into the office of a senior leader and says, you know, yes, I'm Judy, but I'm coming as the leader and as a representative of the diversity committee. Um, Now that senior leader knows that whatever Judy is about to communicate is not just from Judy. It is from a group of people that the senior leader has asked to come together and has asked to help people see things that they need to see, all right? So every time that you go and communicate with senior leaders, remember, make sure that you are acting as a representative of the committee, all right? Because it, um, it makes it larger there. It makes you connected with somebody else. Here's the other thing you want to do when you go talk to senior leaders. Every single time that you make a recommendation, you want to re-communicate why that diversity committee exists. Every single time, particularly if your organization is just on the front end of cultural change, don't treat it like they've been talking about this forever. You need to, until you have evidence otherwise, You need to treat this like it's new information because the organization hasn't been having conversations around cultural issues. So every single time that you talk to your senior leaders, you need to re-communicate why the diversity committee exists. You also want to re-communicate what you are doing all right. Remember, re-communicate what the diversity committee is doing. And remember, until this becomes second nature, this is what you want to do. Keep retelling why the committee exists and what the, commu- the, the committee is responsible for. Do this every single time you make a recommendation to your, to your senior leadership. All right. It's very, very important that you do because what you're trying to do is raise the status and the influence of your diversity committee. You have to do that when you don't have authority and you only have influence, all right? It's very, very important. And the last tip I wanna give you today is, you can just remember, you cannot say it once. If you make a recommendation, you cannot say it just once. And in fact, um, even as a diversity committee or an organization that's starting down the multicultural road, you haven't earned that yet. You haven't earned it yet to only be able to just say it once. You don't have that luxury. You are now in an organization that is transforming and changing into a multicultural one. And because of that, right now, as you are starting out, you need to earn only being able to say it once. And my guess is, is that if your diversity committee is one to two years old only, you have not earned that yet. So you need to keep communicating and you need to say it more than once. I hope this is helpful for for many of you that are on diversity committees. Um, I see a lot of frustration. I see a lot of uh, confusion. Uh, I'm starting to see some fatigue and some apathy. 
uh, from people who served on diversity committees. And these are some of the things that can help you, help you stay focused and help you keep practicing, if you will, keep practicing your craft uh, of working on diversity committees, okay? Stay strong, stay committed, and stay uh, mindful that you need to practice your craft, Practice your craft of being on a diversity committee. Practice your craft of leading an employee research, uh, I'm sorry, an employee resource group. Look at it as an art form and a craft and something that you have to work on. You have to keep building your skill. You have to keep getting better. If you can focus on your practice process, if you can focus on how you're starting to get better as a cultural leader, this will save you in the times where you feel fatigued and the times where you feel apathetic and the times that you feel like you are losing hope. Practice, get better, build your leadership muscle. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.